Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dirty Work Minute. It's the podcast where we're watching and discussing the 1998 Norm MacDonald film Dirty Work, one minute at a time. And I'm one of your hosts, David K. Jones. And I'm John Yabez. And today, we have a very special guest, the man, the myth, the man from the future, yeah. Jeremy Castillo. Hello, everybody. He, I'm um, back from the future. Yes. Jeremy was just telling me that his future contained, uh, had no existence of Hitler. Oh. Because uh, past Jeremy killed him. But uh, weirdly enough, there are no Peruvians. So, uh... Uh, hmm. Sorry. Sorry, uh, everyone who went to Machu Picchu. That, uh... That's gone. Yes. In in my future. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair trade to give up Machu Picchu, but also not have to have the Holocaust. That's fair. That's true. You say tomato, I say tomato. (laughs) (laughs) Machu Picchu rolls right off the tongue. You That's know what true. I'm saying? Um, get alliteration in there. I wouldn't want to live in a future where saying that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, minute 16 is what we're talking about today. And it starts with uh, Pops McKenna saying they didn't have these fancy birth control methods like pulling out. And ends with Dr. Farthing asking, are you a betting man? That's uh, another great minute. <laughs> yeah. All the minutes are great. Uh, this one especially. Yeah, these are... These are integral minutes to the movie. Yeah. Like it sets up almost everything. Oh, most definitely. Especially, like, uh, I guess we're along the ride now that Mitch is uh, the son. Yeah, the son of Pops. So, um, pulling out is a fancy form of birth control <laughs> to Pops. Yeah. You know, like, what is the birth control that he is <laughs> usually associated with? What, yeah. do you, what is that? Uh, back in the days, days it was probably uh, prayer. I think was a like big shame. one. Yeah, shame. Cross fingers. Cross fingers. <laughs> if the woman's on top, then... Mm. You're like, I'm close! And you just cross your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't get pregnant. Yeah. Is that, what, what's your favorite form of birth control? Um, I would say it's, uh, it's uh, um, garlic breath. Gar- okay. The sound of children crying. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's that. Yeah, that's a condom man every day. <laughs> <laughs> just the fear of the future, then. Yeah. Is, I, I think. But, like, the, would that just prevent you from having sex in general? Yeah, like, no. yeah. The only oh. 100% effective birth control is not having sex at all. I think we all learned that no, in school, yeah. and only that. Mm-hmm. But if it were so effective, then, you know, there would be no pregnant people. <laughs> yeah. you know? I don't know any pregnant people. It's, it's just one of those... I think it's just one of those awful things about life. Things that feel amazing and yeah. taste amazing, too much of it <laughs> is bad for you, right? Yeah. It's like, if broccoli tasted amazing, I'd be eating that stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. I like broccoli. But like, broccoli covered in cheese and yeah. bacon. <laughs> no, yeah. Or like broccoli just off the plant. Like the way you can pick an orange or a strawberry. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, if you can just take broccoli off the whatever it grows on (laughs) we're not smarter in the future it's just different you just pick off a stalk of broccoli and just pop it in perfect yeah that's true a nice juicy piece of broccoli (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh yeah juicy the natural uh with the with the with broccoli sap and uh (laughs) can you imagine if trees were made out of broccoli just like a tree-sized piece of broccoli yeah yeah that's how i uh Used to eat my broccoli when like, I'd pretend I was a dinosaur and just like eat the at the top of it, you know, like a brachiosaurus. Oh, yeah. that's very interesting. I never would have 
I never would have took you for a brachiosaurus, man. No? What kind of dinosaur would you be? Me? Yeah. I'd be one with, like, imposable thumbs. <laughs> like that one dinosaur with the, the horn thumbs that are just sticking up I, all the time? That's not imposable. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was talking to someone the other day, and I told him I'd want to be a gorilla. <laughs> and I would go around uppercutting animals. <laughs> and just confusing the shit out of scientists. <laughs> just, just to be that one anomaly where, like, we observed this gorilla just uppercutting <laughs> just random animals. And I think he was doing it out of just pure pleasure. Yeah, he was waiting for us to show up. Like he would catch he would catch a rabbit and keep it just cornered in a, in, uh, by a tree until we showed up with a camera and then he just started uppercutting. Yeah, mm-hmm. started mimicking a camera and, tell, and like beckoning beckoning us to come over <laughs> as if <laughs> as if he had something planned. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if that's being a gorilla as much as it's being like a gorilla with a man's mind though. It's the most dangerous, the best kind of man. gorilla you can be. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you could have a gorilla with a man's mind and opposable thumbs, you'd be. Uh, <laughs> Damn near unstoppable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what opposable thumbs mean. Because I think, like, a gorilla's hand and a human's hand are shaped pretty much the same. Yeah. It's like, what's an opposable thumb? I don't understand that. Well, animals that don't have opposable thumbs can't really, like, hold things, right? That's yeah. The, yeah. The, the, whole, the, the, whole basic, the whole basic concept of us being, the whole thi- being able to hold things, yeah. like, set us so far, like, made us so much better than everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if elephants had, like... I guess they have trunks. Yeah. Know, and they haven't really figured out how to build stuff from that, so maybe they're just not as smart no, as we think smart, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, no, I'm puzzled. the puzzle thumbs are very important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't see how it separates us from monkeys and things because, like, I think I feel like monkeys have a puzzle thumb, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. They yeah. definitely do. Even on their feet. Yeah, they have more opposable thumbs than we do. I feel like I want to look this up. <laughs> Somebody like, tweet us at Dirty Work Minute. Yeah, I can hear someone like in listening to this being like, "Hey, dumb shit! This is what opposable <laughs> thumbs are." Better yet, if you guys have videos of gorillas uppercutting animals, <laughs> mm-hmm. send that our way as well because that's uh, that'd be something I'd love to watch. <laughs> I don't know if I want to sit through an explanation of what impossible thumbs are. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just yeah. a simple man. So go on Twitter, find Dirty Work Minute, send us an explanation, write out an explanation of what opposable thumbs are, but attach to it a video of a gorilla uppercutting animals. <laughs> and there'll be something for everyone. <laughs> Pretty good minute we yeah, got good here. Minute. Uh, you know? I like that uh, Pops decides it's morally better for mitch to hold a secret inside for the rest of his life yeah. and just rip off the band-aid of the harsh truth just so weird that he wants mitch to know the truth so he's got to tell him before he dies but he also doesn't want sam to know the truth so it's like here's i'm gonna tell you the secret but now you can't tell anyone like it's important that you know this but no one else can know this yeah no, like it's I I kind of understand. I don't agree with it, but I understand that like he wants M- Mitch to know who his father is mm. once and for all. But he doesn't want to ruin the relationship <laughs> he already has with Sam. Right. But keeping secret is never a good idea. But that's how it was back then. Right. Like Pops is of the generation that like if his daughter had a kid out of wedlock, they would just raise that daughter's kid as the sister. Yeah. Because that's how. That's what was considered right back then. That's true. Greatest yeah. generation, people. <laughs> it's like, we always had this handmaid. 
Yeah. You never paid her or anything. <laughs> she just hung around all the time and yeah. treated her like shit. Uh, turned out, turned out it was uh, she's my sister. <laughs> 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 There's a great, also like a great movie thing. Mm. You know, like you can kind of call it a tool to move the plot along. Yeah, uh, you had like the Chevy Chase interjection of, uh, "So are you? Uh, <laughs> are you this man's son?" <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh." Here we go, oh, drama. This is already uh, affecting my life. Yeah. Here's Chevy Chase being an asshole. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Farthing. Yeah. And the next minute is going to be great because Chevy Chevy Chase's character is my favorite <laughs> in the movie other than the mains. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Chevy Chase is very good in this movie. Yeah. This. You know, it's unfortunate that he has a, that reputation. Mm. But, you know, sometimes geniuses are hard to work with. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, yeah, genius plus, you know, he's, at this point in his career, he already had the big Saturday Night Live fame and the National Lampoon movies. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, his last National Lampoon movie was right around this time. The one where they went to Vegas. Oh, yeah. Vegas vacation. Yeah. So I think his star is just starting to fall a little bit in this point yeah but he's great he's so funny oh yeah 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 we'll get to discuss that more tomorrow i'm sure yes i love those uh i love i love some of like uh like his roast oh yeah how sour he was during that thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're like no (laughs) you know that no one showed up from his snl (laughs) but uh he had some pretty funny people on there you know so i mean like he can't be too mad about that but i can understand why he was upset (laughs) uh, i bet he thought that he crossed that bridge and all that stuff was in the past uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that uh the feud he had with richard pryor was also very oh yeah i I always forget about that (laughs) you think about like two guys you think like oh yeah these guys understand and know the importance of comedy but like absolutely yeah. just hate each other <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel like most of the comedians i know like stand-ups and stuff don't like each other well you know i think uh, <laughs> that's not entirely correct okay but it's yeah. not inaccurate right. either <laughs> the truth is somewhere in the middle yeah but stand-up is weird because it attracts immature petty narcissists right and it also requires those same people to work together for a common cause. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of how much you can put aside your ego yeah. long enough to get along with everyone. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's just about accentuating the positive and hiding the negative for as long as possible until it blows up in a Facebook <laughs> argument or you start yelling at each other in a parking lot or something. <laughs> and it, uh, not that those are examples from my life. No. Uh, <laughs> I just think you, got, you gotta give some credit to, to just comedy scenes, like yeah. a bunch of people with undiagnosed mental health disorders <laughs> being able to come together and put on shows yeah. and like are functional, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I mean like... Very rare that anybody gets stabbed or anything. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> I, yeah. The, Here anyway. I yeah. can't speak for the for other cities, but Honolulu, we are pretty... We are stabbing and shooting free. Yeah. Pretty nonviolent. There was a. I remember reading a story about a kid who stabbed himself to death at an open mic. Yeah. And I think the guy that went on after him just kind of <laughs> commented about how that was, that was the worst joke he ever seen. 
or something like that. You know, just <laughs> I don't think that happened, but like that kid died. Yeah, <laughs> he's like that's the only person who's ever killed at an open mic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you take things, see, I mean, like we we may think it's psychotic now, but in the future, that's going to be looked at as like a stroke of comedic genius. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that guy, that guy is the Lenny Bruce of his time. Yeah. <laughs> That guy went to jail for saying cocksucker. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hero. Oh, yes. man. We've come a long way, man. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate we live in a time this time. It may not be perfect, but mm-hmm. like, at least we're not getting sent to jail for saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, the outrage is still there. Oh, and yeah, that, yeah. And I remember, like, a few years ago, all these comics were getting in trouble because, like, Oh, they said this thing that was sexist or racist. I was like, this is the same thing that is happening with Lenny Bruce and Bill Hicks. It's the same thing. It's just, instead of getting arrested and thrown in a cell, people just harass you on Twitter because you decided to make a joke about Mexicans or gay people or whatever. And like, yeah, I know there's lines, but we've come far as comics. The audience hasn't come as far with us, I believe. I think just like I think the just the majority of the audience that comes to these things just don't really have a good context of the history of stand comedy at times. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, yeah, we're pretty much like you pretty much come back the same audience. Yeah, every yeah. single decade. Because <laughs> like, cause, the... like, I'm just gonna say like because with comedians we have kind of historical context because we'll go back and watch old specials and become right. fans of comedians who come before us. So like the extreme things to us aren't as extreme as it would be in other people's eyes just because right. like we've. We watch all these specials, and we kind of know what people have done, and we're just trying to best that. Yeah. Right. But sometimes us besting things <laughs> comes off to other people as like, "Wow, this guy. What mm. is this guy saying?" <laughs> or lady. Sorry, I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Uh, no, but just uh, get over it, people. Like we're not yeah. there to we're not there to placate your sensitivities. Like if you if you don't have a good sense of humor, don't go to a comedy club. <laughs> Like, don't go and watch something you're not designed to enjoy. Yeah. You, you kind of have to prime yourself for, like, yeah, there's, if, if you're going to go to a show where you don't know anybody on it, <laughs> yeah. or if you're going to go to a show that you know that the comedian has material that is particularly offensive to you, right. you know? Like, pick out a comedian that's for you, I guess. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There, yeah. there, there's a spectrum of comedians. You know, we're not all the same. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be one that works just right for you. The one that, like, you know, will sugarcoat everything. And, you know, in his mind, he wants to call you a cocksucker. But yeah. <laughs> business-wise, he knows he's got to dance around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't go to comedy for sensitive. Like, to, like, if you don't like art, don't go to museums. If you don't like opera, don't go there. Right? Just uh, stay away from comedy clubs, you <laughs> sensitive cocksuckers. Yeah. Write your angry blog about something else. <laughs> well, you know, I think John Stewart kind of said it the best, where it's kind of like, you know, the, all this outrage uh, against comedians and all this activism against comedians should be directed more towards people that are actually affecting your lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I remember, because I, I remember when I would do jokes about, like, I would make fun of, like, like, the cops for shooting people that didn't need to be shot. And I'd be like, hey, we should knock this off, and people would argue with me. Or they'd get sensitive. I was like, look, I'm not the one, I'm not a cop that's shooting innocent people. If you want me to stop talking about it, tell the cops that are shooting innocent people to stop it. Then I will. <laughs> hey, that's the point. Yeah. And, you know, 
I'm thinking the base of the fact that, like, you know, you're telling a joke, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a difference between just, like, commenting on things that actually happened, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? No. Right? Like, it's not like, it's always hard, you always run that line, right? But, like, whenever I hear a joke like that about cops, right? It's not it's not like these people are just pulling this out of thin air. Right. Yeah. Right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's a joke about things that, was, that we've seen, and, like, you can have your arguments about, you know, but the mainstream media or... MSM now people want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> it Main sounds like street. some kind of weird like sex yeah. sex niche in itself. <laughs> but it kind of is. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but they call it a- a- M- MSM, but that's the least sexual thing ever. <laughs> like, I've never gotten aroused on CNN or MSNBC or yeah. Fox. Not even Fox. No. I, no. I guess no. if we were like really clever, we'd start yeah. making those acronyms into little sexual yeah. niches and then yeah. like so when people look up those those networks <laughs> they get a whole other plethora of uh, videos yeah so tweet your ideas for that at us at dirty work minute yeah sexy cable news acronyms yeah, yeah. Like, like fox could be like uh uh fucking oxes xenophobia <laughs> videos i don't know <laughs> that's sexy yeah, yeah. I, I commend you for trying FOX. I was going to say that X is yeah, going to be rough. As soon as I said Fox, I was like, oh no. <laughs> An X word. Yeah. You, you, I, am, I appreciate your commitment, John. That's, uh, you go for it. I'm trying. If you're offended by that, you know, you could you could tweet the World Wildlife Foundation and <laughs> make sure that oxes are doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and PETA, if you're listening, we're not having, we're not advocating sex with ox, oxen, or <laughs> any kind of steer, any bovine animals. All right, I'm done. <laughs> like, do, you, do you guys have anything else for this minute? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. don't, don't have sex with animals. <laughs> uh, don't do it. Especially if they're bigger than you. Yeah, it's asking yeah, for trouble. There's, there's no way you could satisfy that. So <laughs> don't even think about trying. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, Jeremy, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Once again, uh, will you be able to come back some more this week? I will. All right. And uh, listeners, we will see you guys tomorrow, 4 minutes 17 of Dirty Work Minute. Wish you were here. Our theme song is Emotional by Aura Bora. You should check them out and a bunch of other awesome bands at failedorbitrecords.com. And we'd like to give special thanks to the Star Wars Minute podcast, through whom all things are possible.